0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now... Live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. And welcome everyone to Truth About Trucking Live. I'm Alan Smith and I appreciate you joining me this evening for our first part of a two-part broadcast concerning bullying and hostility in the workplace, specifically within the trucking industry this show is all about trucking, and we finally made it on the air. Had some technical difficulties uh, last Monday on the 15th, and couldn't quite get things rolling here, but here we are, and today is Wednesday, June 17th, 2009, and I'm glad you are here as we begin our first broadcast of a two-part series concerning Very Serious and underreported issues facing many student drivers and especially uh, the female driver trainees out there. So, Truth About Trucking Live is our uh, internet talk radio program in association with our main website, truthabouttrucking.com. And we uh, want you to also hook up with our blog at AskTheTrucker.com where you can ask questions or post comments all concerning the world of trucking and where i give my outtake on otr truck driving all from an uh, unbiased point of view based on my thirty years of uh, being involved within the trucking industry and where our main goal is to help students and new drivers know the real truth about otr trucking good and bad and what they can expect to experience when first starting out uh, their driving careers and uh, what they can do to succeed in trucking. So this is uh, our top priority, so hopefully uh, they won't have to go through all of the hardships that so many driving veterans have uh, had to go through when first starting out uh, in this trucking career. Uh, The show this evening is Bullying in the Workplace, Part 1. That is the official title. And with our follow-up show being on uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday, June twenty third, two thousand nine, at uh, seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, which will be a two hour show with several special guests appearing on our panel, and uh, I'll tell you all about that show at the end of this, towards the end of this broadcast, and uh, you will not want to miss the show on the twenty third. I guarantee it. Uh, it will be an eye opener. Uh, now, you may be wondering. Why in the world is a trucking show talking about bullying? Uh, Isn't a bully someone you dealt with only in elementary or a junior in high school? I mean, come on, a bully? Uh, It can sound kind of silly in a way sometimes, but uh, we're all grown adults, and here we are in 2009 talking about bullies. And uh, what does bullying have to do with trucking and, as well, uh, the workplace? Well, first, let's define a bully. The definition of a bully is uh, a person who is habitually cruel or overbearing, especially to smaller and weaker people. And bullying is a behavior that harms, intimidates, offends, or humiliates another. So bullying is the act of intentionally causing harm to others through verbal harassment, uh, physical assault, or uh, Other more subtle methods of coercion, such as uh, manipulation, Uh, you know, give me your lunch money or I'll give you a knuckle sandwich, you know, remember those days? So bullying often describes a form of harassment perpetrated by an abuser who possesses uh, more physical and or um, social power and dominance than the victim. Uh, The victim of bullying is uh, even sometimes referred to as a target. And the harassment, like I said, can be verbal, physical, or emotional. And in a uh, nationally representative poll just last year, 37% of the U.S. workforce, now that works out to be 54 million employees, reported that they have been bullied now or sometime during their work life. So anything that affects 37% of a public is an epidemic, but it's a silent epidemic, one that only recently is it's beginning to gain some attention, And but it needs a, a, a great deal more of attention to be brought up, um, and that's what we're doing tonight and on our next show, and we'll continue to do in the future. Beating, uh, beating up the bully uh, may succeed on playgrounds, but inside the business world, success is not so uh, clear-cut and so easy. Uh, I was reading some comments earlier on the net, and uh, most of them, most of them I saw were things like, uh, you know, bully messes with me, I'll knock him out, or, you know, or something like that, you know, and that that's all, you know, fine and dandy, but in today's economy, uh, often the bully is the boss or manager or whatever, and so fighting back could cost you your job, which uh, many have found out already, so employers, uh, we're seeing employers ignore bullying because they can. Its legality is what gives them the license to ignore it. And researchers have studied this, and they agree that the United States has done little in the form of anti-bullying laws. And corporations in the United States also lack policies for preventing or dealing with workplace bullying. There's a lady, uh, Susie Fox, of Loyola Loyola University in Chicago, and she reports, and I quote, where we are now with workplace bullying is where we were with sexual harassment maybe 15 years ago. So we're way far behind, behind on this bullying thing that's going on, and bullying is often more subtle, and it can include behaviors that, just don't appear obvious to others. Uh, for instance, how how does an employee report to their boss that they've been excluded from a luncheon or that they are being ignored by a coworker, or something like this? I mean, the, the nature of these behaviors makes them difficult to deal with and sanction. Now, I know what many of you may be thinking. I mean, who cares if your coworkers ignore you and leave you out of a luncheon or something like that? I mean, just forget about them. But it's, it's not that simple, and, and everyone is different. And some people are more sensitive than others, and there's a problem of peer pressure for our younger people and the need and wanting to fit in and so forth and so on. Uh, but the problems and effects of bullying has actually led to a newfound word in recent years, and it's a terrible word, but it's bully side. And many people, young, middle-aged, and older, have taken their own lives. Bully side, all due to the acts perpetrated to them or on them by a bully. And uh, as silly as this bully word may sound, uh, these these people known as bullies are causing so much stress, anxiety, depression uh, on their victims that they are taking their own lives to escape their torment. So bullying is not a joke or a laughing matter or something you can just brush off with, well, if they mess with me, I'll just clock them. That, that doesn't work. That's just, that just doesn't work. Uh, finally, legislation is being introduced to Congress to put in place uh, anti-bullying laws, which are long overdue for this country. And in, in many cases, reports go unreported, and we, we all know why. The victim doesn't want anyone to know. They might feel embarrassed or even ashamed. I mean, there's many reasons. So they hold it all in until they just can't take it anymore, and and many are, are taking their own life, sadly, all because of some cowardly bully. But this epidemic, it is an epidemic. It has got to be reported and brought out more into the mainstream public awareness. And that is what we are going to uh, do on this show this evening, and specifically on our show on June 23rd. And with, as I said, we'll have several special guests, uh, along with those who uh, uh, will share some of their own stories within trucking of bullying and hostile harassment. So you may... uh, You may have heard of the Missouri woman who was found guilty of misdemeanor crimes in a uh, MySpace cyberbullying case linked to a uh, 13-year-old girl's uh, taking her own life. You remember that? According to prosecutors, uh, the woman conspired. Now, this is a grown adult. I, I understand this. But the woman conspired with her young daughter and a business associate to create a, a fictitious profile of a 16-year-old boy on MySpace to harass the 13-year-old girl. Um, uh, her name was Megan, uh, apparently in an effort to uh, humiliate Megan for saying mean things about her daughter. So the fictitious boy sent you know, all these flirtatious messages to Megan, but then all of a sudden just stopped and changed to a very harsh tone. Telling her the world would be a better place without you, so after receiving that message, Megan hanged herself with a belt in her bedroom closet and um, according to prosecutors, the uh, woman knew that Megan suffered from depression and was emotionally fragile and I know we're talking about kids here I'll get into trucking here in a little while, but i want I want you to see the I want you to see the devastating effects that this uh sometimes what we consider a silly thing called bullying, can do. Um, and Megan's not the only one. Um, you can find list of it all over. And it's not just happening in the U.S. It's all over. You have, um, we had uh, Brandon Swartwood, who was 18. Jared High, 13. And I'm getting a call, but we'll all just wait on that. Jared Hyde, 13. Corinne Wilson, 13. Uh, Matthew Epling, who was 14. April Himes, 14. Christina Calco, or Calco, 16. And Jeffrey Johnston, who was 16 years old. And that's just the beginning of the list. And I wonder how many of you have even heard heard about this. Um, It's beginning to come up more light into the public, but... Uh, needs to be way much more. Um, there's a founder, Anton Hout, I believe, if you pronounce that name right. He's the founder of OvercomeBullying.org, and I want to read to you something that he wrote. He writes, Bullying is still not considered to be an issue deserving of serious consideration. Bullying is dismissed as a rite of passage experienced by all children while the victims of bullies are blamed for having done something to be deserving of the bully's hostile attentions. Uh, They are told to toughen up, quit being a whiner, or get a thicker skin. When a target of bullying tries to speak out about the abuse, they are betrayed and told that nobody likes a tattletale. And finally, bullying is far from harmless and needs to be recognized for the very serious threat that it is. In addition to physical assaults, bullying has a devastating impact on the emotional and psychological well-being of victims, Bullying is a relentless assault on the soul. But now, here we are, it's not just kids who are experiencing this form of torment. Adults, too, are finding themselves victims of bullies and And yes, in trucking, CDL students, female and male, being placed with a driver trainer. Are experiencing verbal threats, emotional threats, assaults, and as unbelievable as it may sound, even rape and bullying and harassment from other peers from from online. Uh, we all know over the CB radio if you trucked any time. Uh, it's an epidemic in the U.S., and it is time to report this behavior and to enact stronger laws against. Uh, those who bully and harass others for no particular reason. So what are, um, I'll touch on some examples of bullying, um, and and many of you are going to relate to this and, and recognize, yeah, I've, I've I've gone through that before. So while bullying is a form of aggression, the actions can be both obvious and subtle. So some examples of bullying, Uh, spreading malicious rumors, gossip or uh, innuendos that are not true, excluding or isolating someone socially, intimidating a person, undermining or deliberately impeding a person's work, Uh, physically abusing or threatening abuse, removing areas of of, uh, responsibilities without cause, constantly changing work guidelines. Establishing impossible deadlines that will set up the individual to fail. Withholding necessary information or purposefully uh, giving the wrong information. Making jokes that are obviously offensive by spoken word or email or anything online. Uh, Intruding on a person's privacy by pestering, spying, or stalking, obviously. Assigning unreasonable duties or workload which are unfavorable to one person in a way that creates unnecessary pressure. Uh, Underwork, creating a feeling of uh, uselessness, yelling or using profanity, criticizing a person persistently or constantly, belittling a person's opinions, unwanted or undeserved punishment, blocking applications for training, leave, or promotion, tampering with a person's personal belongings or work equipment. Uh, on and on and on. These these are just all examples of a bully. And bully, bullying ultimately attacks a person's self-esteem. And and as we are seeing with the uh, bully side, for uh, for many can lead them to the lowest point of despair. Uh, bullying or any kind of harassment needs to be fought back against. And we are beginning to see uh, more and more of this fighting back come into play. Um, For instance, a federal jury recently awarded um, $225,000 in punitive damages to uh, three male truck drivers employed by a trucking company out of Mississippi who were harassed by a male foreman, of all things. So uh, another interstate trucking firm has agreed to pay $2.4 million and provide other uh, relief to a class of women to settle a major uh, sex discrimination lawsuit filed by the EEOC. According, uh, according to uh, the EEOC, uh, this trucking company denied a class of qualified female applicants employment as truck drivers or dock workers, whatever the case, and instead they uh, filled the positions with men during the period in question. And uh, another, a jury has awarded, these These are big wins here, a jury awarded $3.3 million to a Denver truck driver who accused uh, supervisors at a trucking company of intimidating and harassing black employees. The driver who worked at the uh, center said his managers uh, plastered uh, racially-type graffiti around the workplace, and several times... Even found a noose hanging in a trailer where he was working. Again, I know these are grown adults we're talking about, but this is what's this is what's going on out there. And I wonder how many have even heard heard of some of these stories. Um, a Phoenix-based trash hauling company, recycling and disposal company uh, out of Georgia, will pay four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars to settle a sex discrimination lawsuit brought, brought by the EEOC. And uh, the woman who was at the head of the suit will receive 70000 in damages while the uh, remaining funds will be distributed among the uh, remaining qualified claimants. And, and finally, next month, um, July, I believe, just, just next month, the American Academy of Pediatrics will, for the first time, address the problem of childhood bullying when it publishes a policy statement on preventing school violence. And the goals there include changing school culture, and re-socializing the bully to change behavior. So, again, I know it's hard to believe that grown adults actually do the things I've described, but this is the world we live in. And some reports are showing that it has gotten worse with the recession. And But regardless, it is time to... Um, uh, further expand on these acts of bullying and hostile harassment environments going on in the workplace and to uh, further expose those companies or at least discuss those companies that sit back and do nothing about it. And Now, how do we know that these kind of acts are really taking place? Uh, well, one, public reports in the news, like the ones I just mentioned, uh, Recent news about trucking companies going to court facing counts on harassment and rape against student drivers and and others. Uh, public knowledge. Uh, it's out there. Public knowledge that uh, at least one company specifically that received 265 complaints by their female drivers within a two-year period Um uh, I mean, sure, it has to go to court, and if not settled outside of court, which it probably will be, the jury will uh, decide who's telling the truth, but 265 complaints, and that's one company. Uh, nobody can tell me that all of these hundreds of complaints and reports being filed are all false. That's ridiculous. Um, is is just not happening. Um, and finally... Many emails uh, I've received from student drivers uh, asking to help bring this problem out more into the public eye. Um, now, do I know every email uh, is, is accurate and true? No, I have no idea. I just take them at face value. But when you receive so many emails, like I have, especially since we began uh, Truth About Trucking Live, saying, Alan, please talk about this problem. Um, then then there's a problem. You, you know it's real. You know it's happening, and uh, not enough people are talking about it, and the uh, media sure isn't getting involved. Um, and I'll tell you this, too. Did you know that rape is the most underreported crime in the U.S.? Uh, you can do your own research. I've been a cop. I've been a deputy sheriff. I mean, it is the most... Underreported crime in the U.S. and I won't get into all the reasons why. We can all figure that on our own, and uh, I'll throw hate crimes in there too. Uh, many, many rape and hate crimes underreported, not reported at all in the U.S. Um, so I would ask you to be sure and join us for our next show, uh, Tuesday, June twenty third, two thousand nine, at seven thirty p.m. That's Eastern Standard Time. And when we're going to dive deeper into this subject, a two-hour show with a panel of experienced drivers uh, who um, some have lived through bullying and harassment in the trucking profession, but for the most part, each guest is going to have a, a, a specific area of expertise to discuss bullying and harassment and hostile work environments. And on that show, you're going to hear, we're going to talk about what constitutes a hostile work environment. And examples and real-life scenarios of hostility within the trucking industry, and why most of the uh, most of the trucking companies have a far lower incident reporting of hostile behavior. So, what are they doing different from those uh, handful of companies that have a high reporting incidents? And and that's again why there are trucking companies out there who cover up these incidents, and what the underlying reason. Uh, for doing so is. We're going to talk about that. Uh, why victims, students, or trainees do not report acts of bullying or harassment and what you as a victim can do when faced with a hostile situation. And, but most importantly, the show is going to be on solutions to prevent these types of acts from happening and what trucking companies must do in order for prevention. So just a few of our special guests so far for our next show on the 23rd. Yancey Thomas, uh, he's the founder of YouCanLearnBasicEmployeeRights.com, and he is a trained mediator in general civil, business, and employment issues under the Tennessee Supreme Court Rule 31. And he is on the national panel of certified employment law mediators through the Alliance for Education in Dispute Resolution and Cornell University, and he's going to be with us. And 15-year driver and former trainer, Damien of smartunion.wordpress.com. He's going to be with us, J.B. Schaffner of theamericandriver.com, driver and former trainer, and, of course, Desiree Wood, a popular, uh, very active female trucking advocate, and uh, host of the blog TruckerDesiree.com. dot com. That's just some of the ones that we're going to have on there, and maybe a few other little guests that were some other guests we're trying to get on to um, uh, to tell uh, their real life stories of what has uh, happened and gone on with them. So, just a few of the special guests that will uh, will be on our next show: uh, hostile training and work environments within trucking. Again, this coming Tuesday, June twenty third. 2009, and the two-hour show will start precisely at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and, and not only are we going to talk about bullying and violent harassment being reported within the trucking field, but again, we are wanting to find solutions for the problem and make it clear to what some of these trucking companies that look the other way when it comes to these acts can and must do to prevent uh, this sort of thing from happening. And so just because you seldom hear about it doesn't mean it's not happening. It is happening, and we are reporting it, and many advocates are now pushing for legislation to uh, bring about stricter policies and laws concerning the safety of not only our children children, but students and new drivers and especially uh, new female drivers being placed in a truck with a male trainer for practically uh, 24-7 who's a, a felon. And uh, and we all know this, uh, veteran drivers. We we know this, and you know so. Don't even try to tell me you don't know it, because I know you do. And and the trucking company knows that they are convicted felons, and they are still place. They still place them uh, in a truck as a trainer with a female student. Anyway, um, now understand. Most companies, many many companies, and many many male driver trainers are very professional, and conduct themselves in the right manner. And these companies do have strict policies and guidelines, and they do all they can to prevent such acts from occurring. And when they do occur, they they take action and they do the appropriate uh, things that need to be done. But there are a handful of trucking companies that knowingly place these students in harm's way. And when they report the abuse to their boss or management, they do nothing about it. And most often, the victim is terminated by these companies. And this is what we are discussing. This is what these shows are going to be about, the companies that knowingly do this, uh, the companies that punish the uh, victim and not the uh, male trainer or whoever. Uh, It's it's time to let the truth be more known, and we will continue with the truth next time on uh, Truth About Trucking Lives. It's, it's, It's very easy to sit back and kind of chuckle at this bullying thing, but... But, but let's, be, let's be clear. I'm going to be clear. There is a big difference between bullying and rape, and there is a big difference between bullying and an actual physical assault upon a student driver, and there is a big difference between those trucking companies and driver trainers that take this seriously and perform their duties as professionals and those companies that knowingly hire felons call them driver trainers and place female and or male drivers in the truck with them, and then do nothing when a case of bullying, harassment, or assault or rape even takes place and uh, i I've even received emails from people who were basically asking me if I really wanted to give trucking another black eye uh, basically they're they're telling me that trucking already has so many negatives. Why bring all this up and give it more negatives uh, I mean what uh, Y'all have y'all. You've got to be kidding me. I mean, you you actually want to ignore these cases of assault and even rape, and uh, because you don't want to give trucking any more bad names, that that logic is just far far beyond my understanding. And and just to show I'm fair, I'll even add that I'm all for someone who may have been convicted of a felony or whatever, and who has paid their dues to society to have every chance in the world to have a job and get on with our lives and be productive. I'm all for it. But we have female student drivers by the hundreds, I don't know how many, I know at least by the hundreds, filing reports of emotional, physical abuse and even rape by some of these felon male driver trainers and the companies doing nothing about it, punishing the student. Uh, so why are these so-called driver trainers retained by these few trucking companies that are doing this? Why are the students looked upon as the culprit? And where is law enforcement and the proper authorities who should be looking into these cases? Well, we're finally seeing some of that come into play. The courts and juries will decide who's telling the truth. That's the way justice works in the U.S., but I'm always amazed at how society reacts toward the victims of bullying and harassment, especially to the women victims. They attack their character, they attack their morals, they attack whatever they can in order to win their case, in order to set free these guys who are assaulting the student drivers. And there are so many of you who just want to let this slide so nothing else bad will be said about trucking. That, that floors me. That just literally floors me. So I mean, did you ever stop to think that by reporting these abuses and stories of so many victims, to bring about legislation for stricter anti bullying and harassment laws by by making these companies enact on their harassment guidelines and policies um by getting rid of these criminal driver trainers that by doing all of this trucking would be a better vocation, not a negative or another black eye but but better um, i i I sure see it that way um let me pull up here. I think Donna, uh, Donna, you're on the line there?
2: Oh, I'm here, Alan. Uh, uh,
1: have you been listening all this time? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm listening. I'm
2: taking it all in and uh, looking forward to the show on the 23rd for sure. Um, I've, I've spoken with many of the guests uh, that, that are going to be on and, and heard a lot of, of what we're going to be discussing, and, and it's, it's going to be a tremendous show. Uh, there's going to be a lot of information uh, relayed uh, during this show. Just touching on the two on the bully uh, definition. <clears throat> in my opinion, I think there's uh, there's two kinds of bullies. You've got your insecure people who just want attention and recognition. So they will uh, pick on another another person, whoever that is, in order for themselves to have a higher self-esteem. Uh, just feel better about themselves and things like that. Then there's the narcissistic person who just wants what they want out of life and they don't care who they hurt in order to get it. Um, that, that's the real dangerous
0: uh,
2: bully. I mean, not that the other one isn't. The other one plays uh, a big part on emotional and hurtful things, uh, people that are very weak, fragile, depressed, can, can take a lot of these uh, insults very seriously, and I'm not downplaying that kind of bullying at all, um, but the, the serious one that, that tends to get into physical abuse, rape. these are just narcissistic people who focus on themselves, what they want in life, and they don't care uh, who it is. They hurt in order to obtain these wants. Um, one thing I found out, I was talking to Yancey um, the other day, and, and he came up with, uh, did you know that 70% of, of bullying is, um, is women with women? And really? I, uh, yeah. And uh, another area that is increasing is the, uh, the nursing profession. He was just uh, talking to me uh, tonight about that.
1: Well, that may go back to what I said earlier about uh, reports were showing that it's gotten worse during the recession.
2: Well, this is the thing with the recession, and this is why people really have to be able to uh, know their employee rights, because as jobs become fewer and fewer, the greater the leverage the employer feels they have against the employee. In other words... Sure. you should be grateful to have this job, uh-huh. and you pretty much have to take whatever i give you yeah or or there's fifty other people waiting for you to leave and this This is a tremendous intimidation um well, it's more than an intimidation it's it's a reality they they will fire them uh in order well, that, to-
1: that's been going on. For years and years and years, not just because of a recession. Because back in the days when you remember the old, all the years of the um, truck driver shortage, well, they would tell you the same thing. You don't like it? There's the door because there's there's a hundred outside waiting to take it. So uh, I can't really relate that to the recession. That's kind of been in trucking uh, for as long as I can remember. But uh, it is an intimidation. They they do it. They did it then. They do it now during the recession.
2: That's that's very true. There was different motives, I think, uh, within the industry when they when they were doing that. Um, It was almost to encourage a a turnover rate, I believe. Uh, Am I
1: correct? Oh Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, there never has been a truck driver shortage.
2: Right, and now it's uh, it's it's actually more as a as a leverage tactic uh, that an employer can can use in. Many fields, uh, other than trucking.
1: Well, yeah, now because the recession does play. I mean, it has. The recession does, uh, you know, has come into big play now because I mean that's what I said earlier. You know, you know, you know. I feel like the same. I read several uh, things online earlier, and I felt the same way. You know, you know. Hey, what's what's the problem with a bully? They bully me. You know, I'm going to clock them, but uh, if I do that, I may be fired. So. so that's where it comes into play with the recession too. It's just more stress. Absolutely. Um, on the oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. You
2: know, there's a, um, there's that S one nine four eight that law that was um, I believe it's still um, in legislation, and that was about that case where I believe it was a woman who was tormented, and finally committed suicide because of her job. And now there's an actual uh, F-1948 in the Senate waiting to be passed. I mean, this is, this is serious stuff. And, uh, yeah, we want to relate it to trucking, and that's what the show on the 23rd is going to be about. But we don't want to limit it to just trucking. I mean, we need to relate it to our own industry, of course, but what our our goal uh, on that show is going to be to uh, actually explain, and, and I think Nancy's going to do a great job of explaining, you know, exactly what constitutes a hostile work in, environment, bullying, manipulation, sexual harassment, all those things. Related to chucking, how, is, how it is a part of chucking, uh, we're going to talk about... Um, why are there companies that have strict guidelines have absolutely no problems, and why are there companies that are having so many problems? You know what what is the reason? What is their motive? Uh, why are they doing this? Uh, we're going to talk about the cover up. Um, let's see. The why do victims tolerate it? Uh, are they afraid to lose their job? Are they afraid it's going to go on their DAC report? Uh, what What is the reasons uh, people won't even mention things going on? Are they threatened? Uh, we're going to, t- you know, hit all all, of, all that. Um, let's see, oh, and the biggest thing is we're going to talk about solutions. And uh, you know, you can before you can come up with a solution on anything. You have to pinpoint the problem, and that's really what we want to discuss on the 23rd. And that's everybody will, will get involved on that discussion and be able to uh, put put forth what they feel the solutions will be for this, uh, these problems we're having in the industry. Um, you know, one of the biggest ones, obviously, uh, is the right problem. Uh, however, it's not going to be limited to that. There are many um, males who are intimidated from other male drivers, trainers. Uh, so it is not limited to, to women. And, and we have to know about that. And, and there's going to be people discussing that also. Um, is that caller still on the line now? Uh, which caller? Oh, I don't know. I thought you said that we had a caller on the line. I was,
1: uh, oh, no, I was just pulling you up. Oh, there, there's, okay. a,
2: there's I had a couple of people tell me they were uh, calling in tonight, and I didn't want them to,
1: you know. Uh, well, there's a caller there. I mean, they, I, I just assume that if I don't see the hand, I just assume they're listening.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of people do call in and just listen because they can't get a computer uh, connection or or something like that. But if you yeah. are listening and you want to mention, just press one on your keyboard, and that uh, on your on your dial pad on your phone, and that will put your your little hand up that says you want to. Um,
1: yeah, because wanna... that's the instructions. If that's not there, I just assume they're listening because a lot of people aren't are around their computer, so they listen by the phone and things like that. But but um, yeah, I mean we're going to base it on uh, you know be discussing discussing what's going on in trucking a lot but it's called um uh you know in the workplace so it's it's an epidemic in the workplace too and uh just not enough people taking it seriously like they should many are many are coming on board there's uh several websites coming up just like the one that i mentioned earlier and, and there's bullies, dot org. i mean it's just amazing once you start looking into this and you know when we first started uh when we first started this show in july of last year it wasn't long i was instantly receiving emails from uh mostly female trainees uh literally begging to to help get this word out there so we're finally uh coming around to the point getting it but we're seeing things coming into place but uh what do you what's your thoughts on when you hear something like um uh you know what's What's the purpose of, uh, you know, bringing all this up anyway? Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, just what you said, you know, what's giving giving trucking a black eye is hiding things, not bringing them uh, to the light. You know, we're proud of, uh, of the industry, and we want it to be better. And as these things creep out into the news, that's what's giving it a black eye. So what you want to do is you want to nip it in the bud. Let's talk about the problem and why it's happening and eliminate it. That, that's what's going to make trucking better, where people can actually say, feel safe to go into a profession that they're not going to be intimidated, exploited, harassed, or used and feel that confident that they have made a good choice. That's what's going to give trucking a good profession. And as far as people um, I, I have to laugh. I mean people who who stand up for other women to make their life easier and better and then are turned around and called uh, man haters and feminists and and all this nonsense, and I say to myself, what are you thinking, you know? This, this is real. This has nothing to do with because one person does something, it means that an entire industry is no good. And, and that's not what we're trying to say. Let's make it better. Let's eliminate the problems that are going on. Let's discover why they're going on. Let's discover why the companies that it is going on in, is allowing it to, what, is, what are they benefiting, in other words, by hiding these issues?
1: Yeah, well, and you're, not you're, you're, right. always, you're always going to have those people. It's just a psychology that no matter what you say, no matter what you say, they're going to contradict you. Uh, you know, they're, and, and they do it knowing that what you're saying is true, but they're going to do it anyway. They're always, they're, you know, that's just life. There's always going to be people like that. But we're just going to push forward and continue to um, report on what we know for a fact is going on and what many, many veteran drivers know that's going on in fact. And as I said earlier, there's a ton of company, trucking companies out there that are excellent and on top of this and a ton of driver trainers who are excellent at what they do and professional, but there's a handful of them out there that we know about and we all veteran drivers know about where this thing is coming, taken on. Now, let me pull up. Here's a, uh, this might be Desiree, 760 area code. Uh, Okay, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. Hey, Desiree. (laughs)
3: Um, Well, I of everything that you're saying, and, it's, um, it's not really the students. It's not really um, with the trainers when they're putting them in team situations. The l who doesn't have any more skill than them, and then they have them te- they have them teamed up with somebody with no driving skill, but they also have them assigned to dispatcher who doesn't have any skill who maybe is on a little bit of a power trip, and some of the work that's bullying that's kind, of, kind of getting revealed right now. I was talking to somebody at different companies of mine, and he, he was uh, talking to a, a dispatcher who, there, there seems to be kind of a thing going on where the dispatchers are maybe getting encouraged, do things to maybe provoke the drivers, the student drivers a little bit, around their month, fourth or fifth month, right before they're getting the bonus time, right before uh, they're getting to this uh, threshold, they're going to be successful. It seems like there's change in the behavior, and they're getting provoked a little bit, and so unless Speaking with my friend, somebody the, the that he has become friends with has called him private That they actually do training people to handle the drivers in a provocative way um, it, as a money saving device. And um, I've seen that in a number of different situations when you're trying to get layover. When you're far away from home, it causes a lot of, of frustration. And some of the people that come out here are just really not prepared for that. And so they lose their number, and sometimes they take it out on whoever's with them. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that I see coming out in tracking and towards the students that are really, not really aware that maybe their company is not on their team, they're really not. Uh, they didn't get prepared for the fact that maybe nobody wanted them to pass. Uh, and um, that, and
1: that, that kind of. That, that nobody wanted what?
3: They, nobody wanted that pass. Nobody wanted. Oh. They didn't want them to get to that, pass, that six months or that, you know. Uh, they kind of like want to protect them. I know a number of people that have had to get off train or not just for sexual harassment or, um, or, you know, anything about women, but uh, maybe if they were getting screamed at while they were driving. Um, I've heard of a, a friend who took, took a student from a train to grab the wheel while the student was driving and was screaming at him, telling him it was stupid. Um, so it kind of like, even though these things are happening in lots of different industries, it's kind of a safety issue. Um, these people are supposed to be learning how to drive this huge vehicle on the
0: highway.
3: So, having corrupted them and keeping them in panic and under duress, it's not—it's not, it's not uh, safe the public.
1: Well, there's really there's really no training for driver-trainers, I mean, in most of the case. I mean, just because you can drive a truck doesn't mean you can train. I mean, there's a big difference, and uh, I mean, you know, there's I, I used to teach. There's some, not trucking, but there's some things that I used to teach. I used to have a school, and I used to teach some things. I mean, there's a big difference from just saying you can teach and actually being able to teach. Mm-hmm. And, uh... You know, so, you know, obviously someone who grabs the steering wheel and starts yelling obviously doesn't know how to teach, but there's really no training for driver-trainers. I mean, these trucking companies that do this, you know, they they just call you a driver-trainer and uh, throw you in there, but uh, they're no driver-trainer at all.
2: There's There's no way to
1: distinguish between
2: who really wants to train people to drive a truck and who wants to be in a position of power. Of power, yeah, or
0: they want to
3: make a little bit of extra money because they're giving these people the opportunity to train six months after they just became drivers. And it's really the only way to make any money in those first two years. And then in the defense of trainers, I have a very good man who just quit training um, two weeks ago. He was a great trainer and he had laser beams from i mean his students are like he is the best person i could ever learn from but he quit because of the student quality of students they put on his truck and he said does i, I think my numbers up i think i'm going to die because of the people that they keep putting on the truck that don't know how to drive and i'm just i feel like my numbers be up soon and i just can't i can't do it anymore so that's really sad when the bad trainers are continuing to train and the good trainers are like, I'm not doing it anymore.
0: Right. and That's
2: that's a whole other problem. There you're talking about the CDL mills that really Mm -hmm. don't adequately um, give enough time to teach and then they're put in a truck and it's not the the trainer's job to teach them the, the basics of driving. We're supposed to learn that in school. And uh, what's happening is they they don't really know anything, and so the trainers that really do want to teach are being Mm -hmm. in a a situation where where their life is at risk. And yeah, I spoke to um, actually uh, someone who's going to be on the show uh, about a similar situation like that, and he was one of the best trainers the company had. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Desiree, Desiree, you'll be with us on the 23rd, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. But I think that
3: they're, they're going to have a lot more uh, things to say that are, you know, that a lot of people fucking quit, but you know, it hasn't been out in the word. And um, I, I mean, I, I was a, a little bit uh, taken aback when I saw what I saw uh, when I came into trucking because. I was really stunned that there was no support system. Um, people that wanted to go home and they needed to get a bus ticket, they would um, stall to give them the money, or they would uh, lose their receipt, pay them back. When these people didn't have money anyway, they would. Um, uh, do all kind of you know a, a friend of mine that an emergency to go home for his mother's lung surgery they, they just sent him on some chaotic wild goose chase he was about ready to just throw in the towel um, this one young marine that I met uh, two weeks ago he was at his wit's end and I said dude calm down I'm trying to provoke you it's part of it it's it. I mean, just calm down. His, his friend was with him, and his friend was. I said, You're at least see that you have your friend with you. You know, because a lot of times it's students out there that are together and both totally confused. Neither one of them know what's going on, and they don't know each other. is going to each other's troubles. And, um,. He to want to team you deliberately with the person you'll be the least successful with and that was what his beef was. He came to the company with his friends, he wanted to team with his friends and they did a lot of things to prevent them from teaming together and being on the truck together. And he was like, why are, they, why are they going out of the way to keep me from being with my friend that I know I'm going to be successful to get through six months? They've done it to husband and wife, separating them at training. Um, there's a lot of different strategies that are being used right now that are very strange. And um, I see them as way to make profit because of the student turnover, you know. And uh, the students are only valuable for a certain period of time. So there is some provocative ways that they get treated
1: yeah we're
0: gonna, not, we're gonna
1: go oh I'm just gonna say six minutes down we're gonna we're going to uh touch on all that and a whole bunch more that's why we're gonna have you on the show and there's several others gonna be on the show so I uh, appreciate you checking in with us. I got six yeah, minutes we
0: were, Donna we were, you
1: you want to uh a uh, couple more minutes you want to say anything about the show on the twenty third
2: yeah we were um we were initially so uh so happy Ellen boyd was scheduled be on the show, and as everyone knows, she is the uh, CEO of Women in in Trucking, and um, she did call me, and and this is for those who who I kind of had told that she was going to be on, just so you know, she does have a conflict uh, during that date, Uh, she was very disappointed that she couldn't uh, be on the show, however, she told me that um, she definitely wants to be up on the show. up and coming because we'll probably have another show uh, regarding all this
0: and, and keep track
2: of, you know, everything. So we do um, enjoyed speaking with her and, um, uh, and we'll look forward to that. We are uh, a little disappointed that, that she can't make this one on the 23rd, but uh, hopefully on the next one. Um, but we, we have a great lineup um, uh coming up and guests and calling in so it it's it's going to be very informative. Uh I think people are going to learn a lot from it.
1: We're going to uh yeah, we'll have a lot more and uh we'll be in touch with Ellen Voya. so cuz we're going to be doing some more uh some more shows and follow up on this. So I'm sure Ellen will be uh will be able to join us. So um uh, so mark your calendars for the 23rd. Uh so Find out where do you stand personally, or if you run an organization or a company or whatever, are you serious about making the industry better, safer, more professional? So these male and female student drivers are being assaulted, uh, abused in several different types of ways by some driver trainers and some trucking companies. And so do you want to just ignore it, or do you want to find solutions to stop it and make the trucking industry a better and safer profession? That's what we are trying to do. So mark your calendar. June 23rd, this coming Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Like I said, a panel of very special guests and hostile training and work environments within trucking, the second part to our special broadcast concerning bullying and hostility taking place in some areas of the trucking industry. So uh, I'm Alan Smith. Let's keep working together to raise the standards of the trucking industry. Uh, And so until next time. For Truth About Trucking Live, drive safe, and thanks for listening.